Hey brokers, it's Mark Summers, president of AIM. I'm excited to announce that I will be the new host of AIM's podcast, Broker to Broker. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators, just like me. Download today, available on Spotify, Apple Music, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Welcome back everyone to another episode of the Broker to Broker podcast. My name is Mark Summers. I'm the president of AIM. Uh, once again, we have another phenomenal guest on this week. Uh, the pre, uh, the pre-show that we did just kind of make sure we're on the same page was absolutely amazing. I'm really excited about this one. I'm excited about every single one, but that's okay. Uh, at the end of the day, it's going to be my pleasure right now to introduce the broker owner of Next Us Mortgage Lending, Melissa Puckett. Melissa, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Mark. Pleasure to be here. Well, really excited about this. Just like I said, with the with the call that we had earlier, thought it went great. A uh, lot of lot of like, uh, we'll say like thought processes on on many different things here. So, first things first, I love to hop into this because I still haven't met someone unless it's coming down from family that said, "Hey, when I was 15 years old." I wanted to get into mortgages. I just have never seen it. So, but I just love hearing no. people's background. And so just tell me a little bit about you. Tell me how you got into the industry. How long you've been doing it? Give me, give me the whole rundown. Of course. So I have been in the industry since 2004. Um, it's been, seems like it's been forever. My goodness. Um, and no, when I was growing up, it was not one of those, oh, when I grow up and I want to be a mortgage broker. It was just never one of those thoughts that entered my mind. As a matter of fact, um, I grew up in the medical field, I guess you could say. Uh, my parents, from a very young age, had owned and operated a medical equipment supply company that uh, they had branched out, and it was very successful, and that's what I grew up doing. Uh, when I was old enough and went out on my own, uh, my goal was to go into some sort of uh, rehabilitative therapy, whether it was respiratory therapy or occupational therapy or physical therapy. That's something that I wanted to do because it went in line with what I was raised with, medical equipment supply, respiratory equipment, stuff like that, right? So, you know, I, I get over to start my schooling and right around that time, there are a lot of government cutbacks in the therapy realm. And so there wasn't a lot of jobs in that industry. And so I kind of thought, well, if I can't beat them, join them. So I actually went to work for Medicare for the government contractor there. And I was traveling around uh, doing seminars, all day seminars for all sorts of people, uh, congressionals and uh, physicians, equipment suppliers, you name it. Doing really, really well, young 20 year old kid, whatever. And one day I get a phone call from my mom and she says, hey, we're in this new business venture and uh, we are going to uh, start a mortgage company. And do you want to come? And I was like, what? Right, <laughs> what? Right. I mean, I, you know, I didn't even know what, um, you know, what really like what an escrow company was or anything like that. And so I, I, I didn't even know anything about mortgages. And so I said, well, I guess send me some information and. So I started studying up and next thing I knew, I went from Medicare to mortgages uh, and here I am. <laughs> Medicare to mortgages. I absolutely love that. I so, know, right? Yeah. yeah we all have our different paths and I just love hearing how people get to that, to, to this point. And obviously you're, you're pretty successful here. So let's dive into your business a little bit here. Are what kind of, obviously 
I know what kind of business you do, but uh, at the same time, are you more referral based? Are you social media? Are you buying leads? Tell, give me a little rundown on, on, on your marketing. You know, Mark, I have never purchased a lead in my life. Um, It has all been organic. It is definitely referral based. Um, That's how we built our business. And that's how we continue to run our business is referral based. And it has worked. You know, um, it's a lot of times I get new customers that come through and and they'll say, I never heard of Nexus Mortgage before. And I say, well, I'm not surprised. It's okay. You know, well, I was told by so-and-so and they said, you're the best and that's who I need to go to. And I said, well, yeah, it's great. And then I tell them, you know, it keeps our overhead costs low. We don't have to advertise. It also keeps us pretty honest because if we don't do a good job, then, um, you know, I don't get the business. So yeah, definitely referral based. Okay. So now obviously if you're referral based, where would you say a lot of these referrals are coming from? Like do what, give me, a, give me an idea of like a good referral relationship that you have. Great referral relationship would be uh, realtor partners, definitely. Um, And then also word of mouth referrals through past clients. Those are really the two that we're getting. Actually, I will say lately, um, I've I've had some people say, well, I looked, you know, I went into Google and looked something up and your name came up and you've got great reviews. Uh, Very rarely is that happening. It, it, It is happening more than it used to. But by and large, I would say realtor referrals. Definitely. So you chase down those those uh, those realtors. You know, some people have a some people have a hard time with them. Uh, yeah, um, I did for sure for a long time. Uh, as a matter of fact, when I first got into the business, this is, you know, it, it was 2004. I mean, we were giving loans to anybody who had a pulse, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> right. Um, I was I was kind of in the minority. Um, I was the only female loan officer in a group of loan officers, other than than my mother. Um, and you know, there was this, I don't know, there was just like this expectation of how to, how to sell, how to make those relationships, how to forge those business relationships. Right. And, um, it, it just didn't seem to work for me, but I tried, I tried for years and years. I tried, um, it was, you know, cold calling. It was, you know, going out to to lunch, doing some marketing meetings, um, going to, you know, sponsor a hole at the, at the country club, which by the way, I don't golf, you guys, I don't golf, (laughs) (laughs) which, you know, okay. A mortgage broker that doesn't golf. It's like, oh, so what do you do? (laughs) You know, few few and far between right there. Very few and far between. I know there's a few of them that are going to be going, I should golf. (laughs) Um, but there's there's that, you know, go golfing, uh, take them to lunch, you know, wine and dine them, do the whole nine yards, right? And I did it. And I mustered through it, I guess. I powered through it and I hated it. I hated every single part of it because it wasn't me. Um, but in my young self, that was what I was told to do. And so I remember, I remember one time in particular, there was a real estate agent that, oh, he said to me, um, well, you know, I fully expect to be wined and dined. And I kind of laughed. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, are you serious? Oh, serious. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah, oh, he was all serious. He's like, oh, yeah, I have a very expensive taste. And if you would like my business, um, then you're going to have to wine and dine me. He, realty was not his 
first job. He, let's just put that, you know, put that out there. But, but it was, you know, he, he, it was like a part-time job for him, but he was dead serious. He wanted to be wined and dined and by dang, he wasn't going to send me a deal unless I did that. And just like, okay. So, um, getting the realtor referral business, um, I would say that's how I first started out. Uh, but in time as my mentality shifted, the way that I attracted those realtor partners completely shifted as well for the better, definitely for the better. Okay. Yeah. You know, and there's many different ways to do that. And I think one of the things that I want everyone to understand is that, you know, there are some people who are salespeople and they love that stuff and there's nothing wrong with that. 100%. Oh My, yeah. Myself, definitely. myself. No, I, I'm like you just in the mere fact of this. Hopefully my personality wins people over. Uh, hopefully just my track record wins people over. And then in all honesty, you can get picky because do you know how many realtor partners I have basically turned down because I just don't think they're good partners. You know, and, and good if you, fit. yeah, you, it has to be a good fit. You got to be on the same page. You got to have each other's back. And that's my thing. If I, if you don't have my back and you're throwing me under the bus to a, a consumer, then I don't even want to do business with you anymore. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, there was a shift. I know we kind of talked about this uh, earlier in the way that I, I went about things. You know, I, again, I said, I, I went by the book as far as what was taught to me on how to attract business. And, um, you know, it did okay. It was all right. And there's a couple things that happened. First off, I was approached by a wholesale lender and asked to come and become a, an account executive for them. And okay. I thought, wow, this would be a great opportunity. And it was, it was an amazing opportunity because now I can say, oh, I've seen it from both sides of things. You know, I can see where the underwriting comes from and I can see how incredibly horrible some some loan officers treat underwriters. It was just baffling to me. But um, so I saw that side of it, right? Um, and then becoming that account executive in my own market, I got to see that my former competition was now my clientele. And there were a few, and of course this was pre-2008, so uh, many, many, many of them are no longer in business. But I remember leaving one appointment once and going, huh, I was worried about that. I was right. worried that I wasn't, I, you know, that was my competition. What, what, you know, and so that was nice. Um, and then, of course, you know, I left that sphere, got, had an opportunity to go back into being a, a broker. And uh, so there was that. And then also something changed in me where one time I just, I decided it, you know, this is just not working for me. And I noticed that the relationships that I had been forging along the way that were genuine, so to speak, kind of like what you were talking about, Mark, you know, these are people, referral partners, whether it was a realtor, whether it was a, a you know, an insurance agent, a, a title company, what have you. Um, these were people that I would be excited to see if I ran into them in town, right. these are people that I would, you know, want to do things for because I cared about them genuinely, right? Because I was, I was wanting to see their business succeed and they were wanting to see my business succeed. So it was more like a friendship rather than a partnership. And some of those have lasted to this day. And that was the difference. Um, I think when I turned 40, 
it was when I turned 40. There was something that clicked. And I think that happens with a lot of us. Um, I just, I decided that, again, I was tired of trying to fit into this mold mm -hmm. that I clearly didn't fit into. And so I just started being myself. And along the way, there was a phrase that came to mind that I have used as my mantra forever. And the phrase is authenticity wins every time. Love that. And when I started approaching, the, I love it. Yeah, I'm going to put it on a t-shirt. I'm going <laughs> to trademark it, whatever I need to do. Um, but it's true. Authenticity wins every time. And when I go at anything, whether it's business, personal, whatever, as my authentic self, which is the type of person that genuinely wants to see people succeed, that genuinely wants to help people get into a home, that wants to educate not only my clients, but my business partners as well. When I go thinking that way and in, in that mindset, everything changed. I gave myself permission to say, I'm good at what I do. I'm dang good at what I do. And I'm going to be myself, love it or leave it. And no joke, at that moment in time, I saw a shift in my business and I literally tripled what I had done. Wow, that's up great. Until that point. Yeah, absolutely great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's and see that's what I think about uh, you know the, one of the other things that separates uh, broker retail here is hey when you're on that retail side and you're working for a big bank you got to fit their mold you know what I mean and you got to yeah. kind of go with their yeah. philosophy instead of you know what we get to do is we get to be our own individual people we get to be our own independent people who can make the decisions we want run our business the way we want and it sounds like that's what you did right there and you tripled your business definitely and we over the years I mean even now we've been approached. I, I can't even tell you how many times to join the retail side of it. And every time, you know, we, we looked into it very seriously. You're, you're not going anywhere. No, you're not going anywhere. Okay, uh -uh. <laughs> nope. No, absolutely not. No, we were approached to do it several times. And every time we looked into it, it was like, no, no, this is not for us. And not to say that it's not, you know, it, it, it's not a good thing. It's, it's not for everybody, but for us to be an independent broker, to have the choice to, to do our business the way that we want to do it, to take care of our clients the way that we want to, to make our own mold, that freedom wouldn't trade it for anything. Absolutely not. I, I love everything that you're saying right there. All right. So we're always trying to get more referral partners. We're always trying to make ourselves better, you know, within reason. What would be your recommendation or what, what advice would you give someone if you have a broker that's looking to get a new referral relationship? What advice? New would you referral relationship. Well, first off, authenticity wins. Right. Say yep. it with me every uh, time. Yep. <laughs> authenticity wins every time. So you've got that. Okay. Uh, take it from that. Also, I think it. I think it's important to decide what it is that you want to do. So many times, and myself included. You know, we go into this thinking, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. You know, I'm going to do a paper. I'm going to focus on first time homebuyers. I'm going to, you know, figure out what your niche is, figure out what you're passionate about, make that determination and focus on that. Okay. So, you know, say that your, your focus is going to be on luxury clientele. Like I'm going to do luxury homes. Um, you're not going to be very well served going and trying to market to a realtor that is 
specifically there for first time home buyers. Does right. that make sense? Yep. Um, you know, so you want to be able to identify what your niche is, what you're going to go for, and then also look around. I mean, <laughs> this sounds funny, but we used to have, I don't even know if they have them anymore, but we used to have these uh, like home team magazines and they would come out every month and they would have, I mean, it's all online now, but I would go through and I would look at all of these ads and I would look at these real estate agents. And I remember it was kind of like, almost like a dating app, but I was like, <laughs> yeah, great. No, no. Yeah. You know, like I want to get to know that person, which probably sounds really shallow, but um, <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. What are you going to do? But then um, I took opportunities to just to get to know them. Um, if you have local community organizations, if you have like a young professionals network, um, if you have there, there's a lot of mastermind groups that are coming out now, of uh, local professionals, whether it's in real estate or in all sorts of uh, industries, people coming together, get yourself out there and introduce yourself to people and you'll you'll attract that business. Um, the other thing, you know, I hate cold calling. It's not something that I like to do, but get on the phone, get in touch with someone and say, Hey, you know, I just, I really like what it is that I'm seeing that you're doing. And I would really like to get to know you. So here, here's an example of something that I did do. Um, and it was actually kind of an unintended, unintended consequence. What happened was there is a, a pretty popular real real estate agent here in town. And uh, I had just followed him on social media and I just really liked what I was seeing as far as what his content was. And it wasn't content that was, you know, super polished or anything like that. It was just him with his clients talking about their big wins and what it is that he's passionate about. And instantly I was drawn to that. And I thought, man, I, I really want to get to know this guy. And it wasn't just from a standpoint of, I really want to get this guy's business. That wasn't it. It was, I really want to get to know this guy because I see what he's doing and I really would like to learn from him. And so I contacted him and I said, hey, you know, I've been following you on social media in a completely non-stalkerish way, <laughs> but I would love to pick your brain one of these days. You know, could we go to lunch? Is there something we could do? And he says, yeah, absolutely. So we meet for lunch and we're talking and I'm asking him all of these questions, things that I genuinely want to learn myself. Like, how is it that you're getting your clients? Um, where are you focusing your time? How are you structuring your day? Um, what are the things that bring you the most success? What are some, what is something that you wish you would have done differently? You know, and to see him kind of look at me, ask these questions, they were definitely not questions that, I would say the average loan officer that's marketing to him would ask, right? Um, and he said, I remember he was telling me these things and I remember him saying to me, yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to send you some business one of these times and, and test you out. And I said, no, that's not why I'm here. Good and he kind of looked at me. Yeah, I said, that's honestly, that is not why I'm here. I said, I genuinely just want to get to know you and I want to learn from you. Sort of like a, like a casual mentor. I said, I really love to see what you're doing and your focus on your clients is very similar to my relationship that I have with my clients. And I'm always looking to improve that and see if there's ways that I can make it better. And oh my gosh, Mark, he just kind of sat there. It was like that jaw drop moment. Like, wait, you, you, you don't want my business. 
you genuinely just want to know about me? And I'm like, yeah. And even at that point, it was like, whoa. And he just went crazy. It was like, oh, blah, 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 blah. and he just wanted to, he wanted to share everything with me genuinely on everything that makes him successful. And when we were wrapping it up, he said, can we do this again? And I said, yeah, absolutely. Let's do this again. And I'll tell you what, he has been an amazing referral partner, not directly from like from him, but I'm telling you what, do you know how many other real estate agents he's told that about me? Hey, I heard that, you know, so-and-so says you are so awesome. And he just, he just said that you were great and recommended that I call you as, you know, I have a question. I have this. He said, you were really knowledgeable with this. So from that one meeting, which came from a place of authenticity, I've got to put that disclaimer out there. You know, I've had three, four, five other agents that I have been able to forge relationships with. Perfect. So that's, yeah. that, that's yeah. absolutely perfect. You know, and when you don't try to sell, when you're not in it for just money purposes, you know what I mean? Or getting a deal, oh, yeah. they, they go a long way. Like a perfect example of mine, and I won't take too long on this, but uh, I was a guest in season one and uh, JP and myself uh, were talking and we, we had this similarity that we coach. You know, I mean, I don't even know where I find time to coach, but we coach, you know, our kids and <laughs> all this stuff. And, and then we just had this conversation of it just kind of comes organically. Then people coming to you because they see what type of person you are. I've never asked or marketed to any of my, you know, teams I've coached, parents, anything like that. But I'm telling you, I get a ton of business from them. Yep. So it's people perfect. see. Yeah. People see you, you know, when you're out in the community and people know, I think we talked about this before, you know, when you pull into a car lot, it's crazy how the salesmen just kind of crawl out of the woodwork, right? And um, and you can tell, you can tell really fast mm-hmm. um, where that person's, that salesperson's focus is. I mean, come on, let's be honest. We're all in this to make money, right? This is what we do for a living. And people know that. But, you know, it's kind of like you don't want to be talked at. You want to be talked with. You don't want to be sold to, you want to be educated. If there is something that is, uh, you know, my client comes in and says, hey, I want to do this refinance. I heard rates are great. I'll tell them, hey, I'll be honest with you. Um, I'm going to look at everything and this may not be the right answer for you. And I'm going to be the first to tell you if it's going to work or not, right? Or if it's going to be a good idea for you or not. I can make a paycheck off of you all day long, but I'd rather take care of you. Um, It's the same thing in any type of business relationship. You know, you can see a salesman coming from a mile away and that's not to discount people that are true salesmen. I mean, my hat's off to them. It works. It really Mm -hmm. does. And, and it's, it's fantastic for them. It's not my personality and it's, and that's okay. That's okay. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. So the one thing that you just, you, you had, you said it a few times. I don't even know if you said it, but uh, you know, it's education. I know one of the things you do and I, and I don't want to even talk so much about education of yourself because I know we're always learning. We're always growing and we're forced to eight hours a year. <laughs> you know what I mean? But at the same time, one of the things that you do is you educate your consumers and realtors. How do you go about doing that? Oh my gosh. Well, first off, you've got to find passion for something. You know, um, let's be honest, it's this business, uh, 
I remember like when you had said, you know, never have you heard a 15 year old say, oh, I've always wanted to be a loan officer. You know, I always grew up and wanted to be this. If somebody were to ever say that to us, I think you would look at him and go, why? Right, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, but, and so, because it's a difficult business, it's stressful, it's unpredictable, okay? So you've got to be able to find the passion that you, that, that, you know, fuels you, okay? For me, it's education. There is something that like just makes me light up. And people have said this to me, um, you know, when you're talking about uh, educating someone on like a first time home buyer, the things that you wish you would have learned when you first bought a home, it just all of a sudden I start geeking out and I'm like, oh, we got to do this. We got to do this, you know, and these are the things that you want to learn. And I mean, even down to the point of, when you're looking for homes, because I know I'm not a real estate agent, but this is something that really made a difference. And this is something that I wish that I would have done when I was looking at a home. Um, the educating them on steps to take that will make it easier for them. Educating them on how a mortgage works for them. Um, educating on taking the initiative to learn about one of the biggest investments they're probably ever going to have as a, as a consumer, right? And from a real estate standpoint, educating them on market trends, educating them when programs change, um, educating them on ways to help their business succeed and to grow. A partnership. Uh, Christine Beckwith. I, a, yes, a partnership. a partnership, a true partnership. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What I was going to say, Christine Beckwith with 2020 uh, Vision for Success Coaching, she has monthly, uh, I coach with them in phenomenal life changing, but she puts out a, uh, a podcast and it is a meeting that you can utilize as, uh, as a loan officer, as one of her uh, students. You can actually utilize that to bring in realtor partners to teach them. You know, there are classes out there that she offers where it's, you know, time management, um, how to increase referrals, um, how to find your why, how to structure your year, things that would help them in the business sense, you know, because if it's helping them, it's going to be helping me. So you educate them. And again, if you come from that place of authenticity where you want them to win and you want them to succeed, it's a win-win. You just, you can't go wrong with that. Perfect. That's yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I and mean, then you found your passion. You love educating people. You, educate. I mean, you educate consumers and you educate realtors. That's, that's absolutely perfect. Yes. Which then goes into our next point is that's why you don't sell. <laughs> you're not selling now at this point. No, mm -mm. no, I'm, I'm really not. Um, it's, you know, you don't want to rest on your laurels. I definitely agree that you need to constantly be aware of the marketing trends. You, you know, just because I don't go out there and put ads on the radio or, or take a billboard out doesn't mean that I can just kind of sit there with my blinders on and say, oh, the business will always come. Everything's going to be fine because everything changes. You know, look mm -hmm. at 2020. Everything just went. And so pitched. you've got to be. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so you have to be able to roll with it. You have to be flexible and you have to know that you can't just sit there all the time and just trust that business is going to continue to come in. Case in point, huge referral partner of mine, wonderful real estate agent, love him to death. We've been working together for years. 
had an opportunity to transfer to a different state that I'm not licensed in. Mm. And it was like, oh man, okay, well, so how do we go about this? If I hadn't been out there continuing to create relationships with others, you know, if I was just reliant on his book of business, it's all gone, right? Right. So you have to prepare for those types of things, right? Now, good point, good, you know, kind of happily ever after with this, no joke, um, on Saturday, I actually got a text message from this same realtor and he said, Hey, awesome, Melissa. That's what he calls me. And he said, Hey, awesome, Melissa. We have a situation in Idaho where there is a client who is working with a large veteran uh, retail organization lender. Okay. Uh, and he said, they're quoting him this rate. They're quoting him all of these points and fees. They're quoting him this, you know, insanely high percentage of closing costs. And just listening to it, I went, wow, that's not right. I, that doesn't seem right. And he said, you know, I knew that if anybody was going to know about it, it would be you. He's working with this other agent in Idaho that I know. Do you, do you mind if I have her give you a call? And I said, no, absolutely not. Again, it's Saturday, right? So she gives me a call and instantly she is just super, you know, on edge, really just worried. And I was able to take the time and talk to her and say, you know, hopefully this will help. And, and I wasn't going to go out there and, you know, start blasting the other agent or the other, excuse me, the other lender that this, that this uh, client was with, because I don't know the situation. And so I told her, I said, you know, it could be, I don't know what his credit score is. I don't know what his financial situation is. I don't really know how they're trying to structure this, but I have no problem taking a second look at this if it will help. And she went, oh, really? You would do that? I said, yeah, of course. You know, and so she sent me the information and, oh yeah, absolutely. It was ridiculous. They were completely overcharging him. It was, it just made me so angry, <laughs> but I contacted her and I said, there are definitely some things that he needs to look into. These are some things that I would suggest. I actually got on the line with the client and walked him through some things and said, you know, hey, if there's something I can do to help you, I'm here. Um, and they said, great, thank you so much. Got a text message from my original referring partner. He says, I knew that I could trust you. She sung your praises. She said, you're a rock star. Thank you so much for taking the time to help out. Perfect. That's how you increase your referral, your referral partners. You just help. Yep. The money, the money will come. I've been telling people Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Am I going to get this client? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to get this client. I, I should hope so because there's just, <laughs> no, there's no way he should pay that much for that loan. But there you go. You, you put good out into the world. It'll come back to you. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So we're kind of, we're on the downslope right now in a good way. Uh, okay. You're giving us great content here, but there was something that you and I spoke about, which kind of goes into, yeah. like I call my little question of the week, <laughs> or I don't know, I got to come up with a tagline for that. Uh, but okay. So you're part of this community. Um, a lot of people know who you are. Uh, you see an up and coming mortgage broker. You, you see someone who's been in the business a while, new to the industry, whatever the case may be. What's the one piece of advice that you would give to them? Very passionate about this. Do not compare yourself to others. Don't do it. You will drive yourself crazy. Um, you know, like you said, I'm I'm somewhat known in this community. I have forged relationships with 
so many amazing people in this community that I wouldn't have met without AIM. So plug for AIM there. <laughs> um, you know, I know it's true though. There, you know, there, it's so crazy how taking a quick step back, you know, six years ago, seven years ago, whatever, if I were to have thought that I would, if you were to tell me that I would have a huge amount of friends on Facebook that are all mortgage brokers, I would have said, yeah, right. You're out of your mind. Yeah, like, I would want to be, yeah, you're out of your mind. Like, why would I want to be friends with someone? Why would I want to be friends with my competitor? Why would I want them to know what it is that's working for me so they can turn around and do it? There's no way. But with 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 brawl and then into aim and everything completely changed things and i have made some of the best friends of my life through the organization um and so that has been life-changing so again because of that i have been able to forge relationships with all sorts of people uh in doing that some of these people are rock stars in their own right you know Un I unreal mean, unreal it, numbers i see sometimes absolutely yeah like i i was i think i told you that i had watched something that brendan mckay had done a, a podcast that he had done and, and he was saying like our goal this this year is 619 units and i was like ah, what no really 619 units like there's no way but to some people that could be like what Oh, you're only going to do 619? Well, hmm. <laughs> you know, right, and, right. and for me, I'm thinking, how is that possible? So don't compare yourself to others. Um, I have a dear friend of mine. Her name is Melanie Wahlberg. Um, she we all, is we in all Georgia. know Melanie. We all oh, know Melanie. We love Melanie. We love Melanie. Yeah. And, you know, here's the thing. Became friends with her, saw what she was putting out there, and I just went, there's there's no way. How, how can I do this? I, there, I can't do this. You know, finds out at, at this time, you know, Melanie's self-processing. I'm self-processing. Melanie's cranking out third loans in a month, and I'm going, oh, I did like five, and it almost <laughs> killed me, you know, during that time, right? But then again, I was able to get to know Melanie Wahlberg and be able to see that what works in her life what works for Melanie Wahlberg doesn't work for Melissa Puckett. And that's okay. Right. That is okay. Um, you know, I, gosh, I could, I could name drop thousands of names. And, and for a long time, I was really, really intimidated by this, you know, oh my goodness, when they find out that I am not in, in terms of the mortgage industry, industry, excuse me, a top producer, they're going to run me out of town. They're going to say, what are you doing? You've been in this business for 17 years and, you know, 100 units, what? 100, 100 units in a year and we're closing 100 units in two weeks. Like what's, you know, what, what makes you think that you belong here? And so as a new loan officer, I would tell you, do not look at those numbers. Look at your own numbers. Look at what it is that you need to do first and foremost in order to create a lifestyle for yourself that is comfortable and that is healthy because in 2019 we talked about this i pushed myself so hard i was i was hell-bent i was going to make this i had this goal that i was going to do and i did it i completely did it but i'll tell you what at the end of the year i had all this money but I didn't hardly spend any time with my kids, excuse me, and my husband. We got this brand new camper 
And we used it once in that year. And it was to move it from our house to my mother's house so that we could stay over the 4th of July weekend so that our kids could quote unquote go camping. Right. And, you know, so there was that. Okay. Um, so, and, and I was doing this for the sake of wanting to be in the big leagues and wanting to do all this stuff, but it didn't work for me. So I had to take a step back and say, okay, what works for me? What makes me comfortable? What keeps our family, you know, financially comfortable? And also, what can I push myself a little bit more to do? Right. Because come on, you can't just sit there, right? So I've got to compare myself with myself. I have to look at what I did this year versus what I did last year and then determine, all right, what can I do to step out of my comfort zone? So compare yourself to yourself. That's the one thing. Don't compare yourself to others. The other thing that I would do is there's an expression out there that says you're a summary of the, the five people that you associate the most with, right? And there's another expression that says, if you are the smartest person in the room, it's time to find a new room. So my other advice to a new and up and coming loan officer would be look around your room, your social circles. If there isn't at least one or two people in that social circle that doesn't push you or intimidate the snot out of you, then you need to you need to increase your circle because you need to surround yourself with people who um, can influence you for good that can challenge you and that can teach you to be better. Um, the other thing that I would encourage a new loan officer to do is to decide what works for you. Again, I mentioned this before, finding your niche. Um, had that great conversation with Melanie. I'm, I'm giving Melanie lots of plugs today. <laughs> well, she's <laughs> but, great. She deserves you know, it. Oh, I know. I love her. She, she does. She deserves all good things. Um, but that was something that I had talked to her about. I said, you know, I'm I'm struggling because I see you plugging out all these units and you're just going crazy and it's so great. And you're doing five units to my one. And she asked me, she said, Melissa, what kind of business are you doing? And I told her, she says, okay, are you working with a lot of subprime? And I said, yeah. She said, what is the longest period of time you've spent with one client? Three years. Three years I spent with one client. Um, several of them I have spent one year with. Now, don't get me wrong. Here's my disclaimer. It was the best thing I ever could have done to make changes in those people's lives when nobody else would have given them a second glance. That's what also helped me build my business. That was authenticity right. for me. And that's what it looked like was being genuine and helping people nobody else would touch. Okay. But I wasn't giving myself the credit. Because you and I both know when you're working with someone who is a, a subprime, you know, or first time or, you know, whatever, somebody that needs a little bit or a lot more extra time, of course, somebody, you know, Todd Bitter is going to be doing 10 to my one, right? And so for me, I wanted to increase my units. So she said, okay, you want to increase your units, Melissa, you've got it look at your focus and what it is that you are going to want to do. Do you want to focus on just helping all of these, you know, kind of, you know, problem children, so to speak, that sounds horrible, but you guys know what I mean. I know what right? you mean. Yep. So is that what, is that where you want to focus on? And I said, well, she goes, okay, that's okay. If that's where you want to place your focus, fine. She says, but don't set unrealistic expectations. You are not going to be pumping out loans like all of these other loan officers with with the limited amount of time so be realistic find your niche but then also be a realistic person with this 
since that point, you know, I've shifted my focus on what it is that I'm going to do, and I've noticed a change. Um, another thing that I will tell a new loan officer to do, I don't know if we're okay on time, but You're good. I would say um, invest in your business, invest in yourself, and do it wisely. Um, and when I mean wisely, I mean, you are going to have, it's kind of like the new diet fashion, right? There's all of these different fads that are out there. Oh, you need to do this to increase business. Oh, you need to do this. You need to do this. And again, all of these different things that are screaming at you, it is so easy, even for a seasoned loan officer like myself, to just get completely overwhelmed and confused with, well, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to approach this, right? You, you decide what's going to work best for you and you go all in you get yourself a support staff i remember anthony costa saying oh my goodness how many years ago he's like you need to you need to staff up you need to staff up you need to staff up and of course those of us that didn't staff up we were saying well what should we what, what do we do now well what you should have done was staff up oh Okay, but what about now? Sorry, can't help you. <laughs> you know, right. so so you do need to look at what you're wanting to do in the future, and you want to focus on that. You want to focus on okay, um, do I want to increase my volume? Do I want to increase my units? Okay, well then, if that's what I want to do, then I need to focus on getting a support staff in my office. I need to get them into training. I need to do whatever that is. Um, and, and concentrate on that. I heard it said once in a, in a class, it was, you know, when you're looking at your life and you're looking at where you want to be, say you have six different soccer balls that are in front of you. And your goal is to get from one end of the soccer field to the other end of the soccer field with the least amount of kicks possible. You need to get the, you need to get the ball across there, right? Well, so what you could do is you could go and kick one soccer ball and it'll go and then you go to the other one and it goes and go and do another one and you, you see what I'm going with that. Yeah. Or you look at the one soccer ball and you kick that soccer ball and then you move forward and you kick that soccer ball again and you move forward. And in a third of the time, you're going to get yourself across the field by focusing on one thing. And so... That's something that I would encourage a new loan officer to do. I wish that that was, I wish that that was something that somebody would have told me when I was right. first starting out, find your niche, focus on it, go with it. You know, McDonald's, they sell burgers and that's mm -hmm. what they sell. Right. And that's what we know them for. Right. And that's where we go. We go to McDonald's to get a burger. Not everybody does, but you know, I think they do. So. <laughs> now there's a lot but of burgers out there. No, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, there is. Yeah, focus on that and do that. And don't compare yourself to others, but surround yourself with mentors and people that are going to encourage you. That's perfect. I mean, I know when we spoke about this earlier, I was really, really excited to touch base in this one because, you know, the whole purpose of this association, I mean, there's a lot of purposes, but, you know, my favorite thing that it's done is really brought this community together. Um, and I don't oh, yeah. want people comparing each other. I want us pushing each other yeah. and helping each other. So if you're someone who does two deals a month and you take it to four, you should be applauded. You know what I mean? If you're someone who, who's doing 30 and you go to 35, you should be applauded as well. It's the same way. So now that's all, yeah. that's all great stuff there, Melissa. Absolutely. So. You can, it's okay. You don't have to be, I said this to you before, you know, there, there's one Oprah Winfrey, right? If there were 500,000 Oprah Winfrey's out there, there wouldn't be one Oprah Winfrey, right? So we're not always going to be the same and that's okay. It's our differences that make us stronger. 
I was in a meeting one time and we were talking about bringing brokers are better, that hashtag brokers are better and bringing more solidarity within our community. Because as you know, we're all very passionate. We're all stressed. We're all excited. We just, we have strong personalities. That's why we're loan officers, right? (laughs) And so sometimes it can get a little intense in there in the, in the, the Facebook page. And somebody said, you know, what is it that we could do to promote that solidarity? And I, I thought and came up with the hashtag brokers are better together. And it's so simple, but it's true. I consider myself friends with with the brand new loan officer that doesn't know what the heck they're doing and also the seasoned loan officer that has so much to teach me. And we all have to work together like a puzzle piece. We can't all be the same because it just doesn't work. But if you look at it where we're all a piece of that puzzle and we're all we all have intrinsic value, then that's what makes it so great. And that's what makes us stand out as brokers and in our amazing community. And that's what brings more people to us. So you do you and it's great. It will work. It will work. Yep. Yes. Well, Melissa, thank you so much. A lot of insight today. Uh, great knowledge. I mean, I, this is what I love about doing these things because I learned from it, you know, because I'm a, still a broker, oh, you know, yeah. and I, I still produce. So thank you. Uh, thank you for sharing your insights with us today. And brokers, if you want to get caught up on all of our past podcast episodes, please head over to aimgroup.com, uh, then go to our broker to broker. So it's aimgroup.com backslash broker to broker. You can also listen to all the Broker to Broker podcast episodes on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts and anywhere else where you can download podcasts. So do me a favor out there, please. Once you listen, please rate our podcasts and leave a review. It helps us get the podcast out there and spreads the word. Brokers are better. So Melissa, once again, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day, your insight. I know we'll be in touch again. And uh, everyone else out there, continuing to have a great day and a great year. Absolutely. Thank you, Mark. It's a pleasure being here. Spread the word about the Brokers Are Better movement by wearing our t-shirts. Head over to aimgroup.com to buy your Brokers Are Better t-shirts and find lots of other items perfect for yourself, your team, and your community.